Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here today to break down week two of the college football season after creating some movie magic. We're here to get into the actual games. Are you ready to into week two? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, at first glance, this, this week, this seemed kind of bland, but I, I managed to find a lot of action that I like. Yeah, I got a lot of picks this week. Uh, the matchups aren't quite as, uh, I'd say, as TV-friendly as yep. last week. But uh, I think there are definitely some good games to get into here. So uh should be a fun week to uh, break down, and that's what we'll do. We'll get into our top games of the week in week two. Let's start out early on the side of things, Illinois versus Virginia here. Uh, Virginia had a big win versus William and Mary, 43 nothing. Illinois uh, coming off a, a tough loss to UT San Antonio. My I don't think any of us were too, too shocked about that no, one. No, wish I had taken that one. Yeah. Um, this one comes in, Virginia, a 10-point favorite. Uh, Over-under sits at 55. Uh, this one, uh, you think Virginia blows this one out? Does Illinois get on the road? They, they've shown a little offense of late even versus UT San Antonio, but they haven't shown the ability to defend. How do you think this matchup breaks down? No, I, I think Virginia's offense is going to overpower Illinois here. I think they've got both the passing game and the run game. Brennan Armstrong's playing really good. And I just think Illinois, in both games, even if they're, you know, they gave up some yards to uh, Nebraska, but I just, after that performance last week, yeah, uh, UTSA has a good offense, but I think Virginia's is even better. And this this one's at Virginia, so yeah. uh, I, I like West. I like Virginia here. Yeah, I, I think Virginia probably rolls in this one pretty easy. It, it it's an interesting matchup to see where Illinois really is, to see where Virginia really is. Um, if maybe they can, uh, you know, truly be a contender out of this ACC. Uh, I think we saw a little bit of glimpses of maybe some cracks in Clemson. So uh, is Virginia a true contender in here, or are they still sort of, you know, the six, seven, eight win team that they usually are? Uh, this will be a good uh, little early, I wouldn't say test, test, but uh, a good, you know. Well, they need to win it and they probably need to win it pretty big for us to, you know, sort of take Virginia seriously. Yeah. I think they could very well win this and still be the Virginia of old. I think they could win this and still be a, you know, six to eight win team, but I just, I, I think they're a much better team than Illinois. I think Illinois got the benefit of playing a very bad yes. <laughs> team in week one and uh, their true color showed a little bit last week. And I think they're just going to keep sliding from there. Yeah, definitely so. All right, we'll probably move to uh, the marquee game of the week here. Yep. Uh, Oregon, Ohio State. Uh, this lost a little bit of luster with Thibodeau out, uh, probably on the defensive end. They haven't officially ruled him out, but uh, he's probably not going to play. That's a no. tough, tough one to lose. That guy's a real game changer and game breaker. Uh, I, I fancy uh, Oregon's chances a whole lot more if he was playing in mm -hmm. this game to sort of wreak havoc uh, on the uh, backfield there. You saw Stroud uh, a little bit shaky, not not too shaky in that Minnesota game, but uh, I think if you could get immense pressure on him, uh, you'd have a better chance of creating turnovers and keeping this uh, Ohio State uh, offense out of the big plays here. But uh, this matchup's still a pretty good matchup here. What do you make of Oregon-Ohio State? I, I think Oregon was uh, caught looking ahead a little bit last week, and whereas Ohio State's offense looked really good, I think their, their defense is full of holes, and Oregon may be able to capitalize on some of that. I think uh, – uh, things could be going uh, looking up for Oregon if they can put together some long drives, keep it Ohio State off the field, and just prevent the big plays. 
which Oregon's defense may be fast enough, but you're right, losing Thibodeau's is a huge blow to their defense. Yeah. Do you think this game's going to be a, a high-scoring one? The over-under on it since it's 62 and a half. That's pretty high for a, you know, uh, I'd say a top, you know, 10 matchup of two teams here. Or, or do you think it'll probably be played more Oregon style and maybe in the 20s, I, maybe stretch a little bit into the 30s? I think Ohio State would want this over to hit. Yeah. Because I think if it plays into an offensive type game, Ohio State's going to dominate. Uh, but if Oregon can make this game ugly, which is, I think is their game plan, uh, it'll definitely hit that under. Uh, I'm not taking the over or under on here, but uh, I think that's what each team's going to be wanting is Ohio State wants to shoot out. Oregon yeah. wants to grind it out. Yeah. Uh, how times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can think of uh, some old school, early 2000s uh, Ohio State teams who you'd be lucky if they ran 20 plays in a, in a season and Oregon was trying to run 100 plays in a game. So uh, things have flipped a little bit. Interesting yep. game. I'm really intrigued. Uh, you know, the spread sits pretty high. I think uh, over two scores, uh, a little bit intriguing there for Oregon. I just don't know really how the effect of Thibodeau missing the game is really going to affect this. Uh, but I give Oregon uh, a definite shot here uh, if they can get better quarterback play. I thought their quarterback play was uh, – pedestrian uh, be nice in their uh, opening game uh whereas I, I thought ohio state you know found their rhythm there and hit the big play so uh really going to be uh who can get their sort of style of play in this mm -hmm. one but uh a really good game uh i don't think the uh, 12 o'clock start time does oregon any favors though all right uh we'll move on to the next game of the slate that we're going to break down here south carolina and east carolina uh south carolina popped out of the gates and uh really put a whooping on somebody i think we were a little bit shocked there yeah. even if it was you know a not great eastern illinois team but i, I think we thought this team might uh be uh really battling vanderbilt for the worst team in the yeah. sec and uh vanderbilt said oh, you know you don't and ended up blowing a game to etsu who hasn't even had a football program all that long so uh what do you make of south carolina here east carolina didn't look great uh, versus Abbey State, but, uh, you know, Abbey State's really a good team, so probably didn't expect them to look too, too great. But uh, interesting matchup. South Carolina goes to East Carolina here. So what do you got on this one? I, you know, I think East Carolina played a much better week one matchup yeah. for sure. Um, so I think they're going to be tuned up a little bit more. Uh, South Carolina just needed a confidence boost, and I think that's what they got last week. So maybe they come in rolling in uh, with some confidence, but I'm, I'm not favoring South Carolina too much here. Yeah, I, I I was sort of impressed with South Carolina. I think they maybe uh, can sort of battle in that uh, mix of uh, not awful, but uh, bad teams in the SEC East, uh, you know, uh, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee. Uh, I think South Carolina probably threw their hat in the ring there. Uh, they did what uh, Missouri and Tennessee couldn't do and uh, beat up on a, a you know, a, a weak team. So, uh, you know, they showed they can do that. Uh, this is a little bit of step up in competition. We'll really see how they go here, especially on the road. But uh, I kind of like South Carolina here. Yep. So uh, we'll see how they do in their uh, second game of the season or if they uh, sort of drop back down to where we thought they would be in preseason. But, you know, I'm willing to admit uh, they play better than much better than I thought they would, uh, both offensively and defensively. Uh, we'll see if it's uh, just because uh, Eastern Illinois is uh, really, really poor. All right. Uh, speaking of bad teams in the SEC. I know. <laughs> fine. Uh, 
good teams in the SEC. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. Pittsburgh traveling to uh, Knoxville to play this one. Three and a half points for uh, Pittsburgh. Not a lot of teams outside the uh, conference come in there favored uh, on the road, but uh, really interesting sort of game for Pittsburgh here. They had a pretty easy matchup in their uh, first one uh, versus UMass, 51-7. Tennessee had a pretty easy one in their opener, uh, 38-6. I thought, you know, it was a bit of a slow game, certainly in the first half. Mm -hmm. You know, they found their running game in the second half, or I should say they used their running game in the second half uh, more than they found it. But uh, what do you make of this matchup here? Uh, I think Tennessee's going to have to play better in the passing game, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't look that great against Bowling Green, but it wasn't really necessary. Uh, But I just – I think this Pittsburgh, uh, it's not really a defense that's really going to get after you, but I don't think you're going to be able to run the ball against Pittsburgh like you were against Bowling Green. And um, Pittsburgh's coming in with confidence. Their, their coach is talking a lot of smack about Neyland and how they're not intimidated. Um, so uh, I really can't get a good read on this game. Uh, I almost want to take Tennessee in the points, but I'm just not too sure. It could be a blowout on either side honestly. Uh, but I definitely need to see a lot more from Joe Milton. Yeah. Um, I, I can't get a good read on this game either. You're, it, it's just, I don't expect Pittsburgh to go into, uh, you know, um, not necessarily good stadiums, but, uh, you know, this team is Tennessee is not a good football team, but for them to go get a road win, uh, you know, it's just not something they've done, uh, probably since uh, Dorsett and Dan Reno were hovering around there. I mean, they couldn't even do it when Fitzgerald and Antonio Bryant and uh, Curtis Martin were hovering around in those years. Uh, so this has always been a six, seven win team. So even as bad as Tennessee's been in the last uh, 10 years or so, it, it just sort of, I, I can't make myself quite go there uh, taking uh, Pittsburgh as a favorite on the road here. I, I don't trust them that much, but uh, I certainly don't trust this Tennessee Balls team. So I just don't know what I'm getting out of this game. It, it's a really interesting game to sort of see where really these teams sit. Is yep. Pittsburgh, uh, you know, going to be in that mid-tier eight wins uh, territory? Uh, can Tennessee make that push to get to six wins? Because uh, they probably have to have this game if yep. they want to get in and around uh, that win total. So uh, interesting game overall, uh, Pittsburgh at Tennessee. We'll see where that one lies. Uh, this one uh, lost a little luster the next one we're talking yeah. about here. I, I think we were a little pumped up in our preseason preview yep. for this second week matchup. And then uh, Tulsa, I think I sent you a text on Thursday or Friday. Uh, yep. Tulsa, not good. No, no. Uh, their offense was really, really bad on Thursday. Uh, they play Oklahoma State here. And uh, it, it should be a probably a runaway now for Oklahoma State. But that spread has not bloated as much as I thought off of the, you know, UC Davis loss for Tulsa. Now, UC Davis is a pretty solid team. So, you know, you take with that what you will opening night. But uh, what do you make of this Oklahoma State-Tulsa game? Uh, this is one Oklahoma State needs to come in and win big. Uh, what's the line? is like 12 and a half there. Yes. So, uh, Tulsa's still got a pretty good defense. Yes. Uh, but their offense is atrocious, and I don't know what they're going to be able to do against Oklahoma State. Yeah, and now that being said, Oklahoma State wasn't all that impressive the week before versus no. Missouri State. Their offense seems to struggle, so, uh, you know, you might be looking at a game much like the UCAC Davis game that ends up 13-10, 13-7. 
I know that's a little bit of a change for Oklahoma State, yep. but uh, does seem like the spread is a little low for a team who really, really struggled at home versus UC Davis. Um, so it should be interesting to see where Tulsa actually sits here. Um, you know, if they don't at least play well in this one, I don't know if I expect them to win, but play well. It, it's just a blowout. I, I think their uh, season can drop uh, pretty, pretty quick here. I don't think either of us were expecting that opening uh, loss to UC no. Davis. Uh, so uh, that that season can unravel quick here and, uh, you know, see if the Oklahoma State can sort of find himself after week one, after uh, not a great game versus Missouri State. They sort of got the job done and did what they were supposed to do, but mm -hmm. uh, it, it loses a little bit of its luster after these two, two, two week one uh, debuts. All right, uh, we'll go to Battle of Florida here next up and uh florida south florida uh florida 29 point favorites in this one um south florida did not look all that good uh versus nc state uh i i thought uh you know florida looked uh okay uh yeah. not i wouldn't say overly impressive in that fau game but they got the job done i don't know how much they were pushing uh 35 14 in that one south florida got manhandled 45 nothing in that uh, NC State game. So what are you expecting here? More of uh, the same or uh, maybe South Florida pushes it a little no, bit? No, I think Florida is going to try to sharpen their teeth a little bit offensively and really put up some points against South Florida. And from what they showed last week against NC State, they're not going to slow Florida down. Yeah, I, I think this one's probably a more of a runaway than I, I thought it would be. I, I thought South Florida might come around and have a little bit more offense than they did, but uh, getting shut out by an NC State team. Who I NC don't State's a stout defense. I don't think either of us <laughs> were predicting an NC State to have shutouts <laughs> during the year. But uh, anyway, they shut down the Bulls. I look for Florida to do much of the same. I don't know if they can hit this number. That's a very big number. Yeah. That's probably going to be dependent on how much the South Florida Bulls pride is going on in the uh, fourth <laughs> quarter there. Uh, they didn't show much of any in the last game, so no. we'll see if it's hovering around there. It is at home. Yes, I, I will say Florida is going to South Florida, so uh, maybe a little bit of action there, but uh, it might be a lot of Gainesville people heading down into uh, South Florida down there. Uh, next up, uh, teams who uh, I, I'd say overachieved a little bit in week yeah. one. Uh, Syracuse put it on Ohio. Uh, Rutgers really put it on Temple. I, yeah. I think we were both leaning on Temple a little bit there. <laughs> then that uh, Temple is bad. Yeah, Temple is bad, I think, is uh, what we have to put with that one. So Rutgers goes to Syracuse, two and a half points in that one. Uh, what do you make of this one? Uh, do you think this is another one uh, your boy Dino needs to win to keep his job? Uh, it, it would help home games. He got a good winning, win last week. Winning home games is always important. I, I was impressed. The offense came around 29-9. I, I think the defense is going to be solid for Syracuse. I wouldn't say great, but solid enough. Uh, if they can find enough offense to get into that, you know, 28 to 35 point mark, I think they can get to a bowl game. It's if they can find that offense. That's going to be tough to do against this Rutgers yes. defense. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Rutgers uh, just put it on. And they're uh, just going to run uh, the ball. Temple 61-14. Uh, you know, I don't know if that offense is sustainable uh, throughout the year. Um, you know, I'm sure Greg is just going to pound the ball and they can get up like they do. They can yeah. continue to pound the ball. At some point, I'm assuming they will be uh, behind in a game. And then we'll see really uh, where they sit uh, overall. But uh, it's an interesting one here that the number sits pretty low too at 51 and a half. So uh, what are you making of 
Rutgers Syracuse on this? Uh, I, I'm leaning Rutgers here. I think their offense is clicking really good, and I think uh, they're gonna they're gonna slow the game down, run the ball, pound the rock, and Syracuse might have a little trouble with it. Yeah. Um, you think this uh, Rutgers team might push for a bowl after watching that week one game? Yeah, I think I think Shiana's turning around up there. Yeah, I definitely think it is. Uh, this one's a little bit of an interesting one. I kind of like this one. Uh, I was I, I looked at this one for a long time. Uh, Toledo at Notre Dame. I, I know on paper it might not look all that great, but uh, Toledo has always been a really really good uh, you know MAC team. Um, I, I don't think they have the big wins. Mm -hmm. uh, that some of the uh, other sort of small schools have uh, gone out and gotten, but uh, they have a chance going to Notre Dame here. Notre Dame coming off a Monday game short week. That might factor in a little bit. I think they have a couple injuries uh, as well. So a, couple, a tough game too. Yeah. Uh, going to blow out, uh, uh, going to miss some games here. So uh, interesting here, Toledo 16 and a half point dogs. What do you make of this game? Uh, you know, I love this Toledo team. Uh, from all my action that I watch, but uh, Toledo's offense is really good. Notre Dame's defense, they uh, they proved that they can they can force turnovers, but they they were still gashed quite a bit by Florida State. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Toledo's talent's not on the level Florida State has. So Notre Dame being at home, you'd think would slow down Toledo, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Toledo put some points up. No, and I might have a play on this game in our picks. Now, uh, I, I do think Toledo can hang with them, but I, I worry about late. You know, Notre Dame's uh, sort mm -hmm. of athletes and uh, physical ability yeah. starts to wear Toledo down. But I do think this could be a good game. And then, uh, you know, if this thing gets closer and closer uh, as the game gets later, pressure Florida starts to push on to Notre Dame. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's hard to get a real gauge on Notre Dame, too, because they dominated, you know, that Florida State game. And then in that fourth quarter, they totally fell apart mm -hmm. and just had to win with a field goal there in overtime. So, uh Good uh, little test here. See where Toledo really is at. If they can be in a, a, a team that can maybe jump into that top twenty, if they can pull this off, and uh, see how uh, Notre Dame reacts after that uh, game uh, last week uh, versus Florida mm -hmm. State. All right, uh, next up, really fun one. Uh, I don't know if there'll be many points scored in this one as well. UAB versus the Georgia Bulldogs. I, I think this is going to be a much much. Uh, more inter, inter, interesting game. There we Is go. there going to be any offense? I don't know if there's going to be any offense. Um, I, I know there's going to be defense, but uh, overall, I think this is a really good matchup. Uh, you know, Billy always has his guys ready. Their defense is really, mm -hmm. it, it's not like a small school defense. It's, you know, a top tier defense that will easily finish in the probably top 25, uh, you know, of defenses overall. And probably even better than that. Uh, they just shut down Jacksonville State. They couldn't even move a yard uh, mm -hmm. last week. Georgia, you know, uh, was all over uh, Clemson. So uh, what do they you could, make of this matchup? Well, they couldn't move the ball against yeah. Clemson either. So <laughs> yes. I, now I'm not saying UAB's defense yeah. is Clemson. We are also getting, you know, JT Daniels' injured reports, you know, all of a sudden. So magically he was injured in the uh, – you know, Clemson game, and that's why he played so bad. It took one game for excuses to start flowing just, out of that one. I think with the the way Georgia's offense performed and UAB's defense, that, that 24 and a half is awfully tempting. Yes, I, I, it does look a, a little tempting. The only thing I worry about a little bit is uh, Billy tends to, you know, let these games go by. These are games for his school to, you know, collect a nice paycheck. His job is to win, you know, the conference that he's in. He knows this team is not going to a, a playoff spot or even a BCS 
or whatever we call it, what are they now, BCS Bowl, uh, the fancy bowls that are not equated to the playoffs. So, uh, you know, wins this conference, gets a bowl game, you know, and gets money from Georgia to go play them. Yep. So I do worry a little bit there that maybe, uh, you know, he pulls his guys back so they don't get hurt uh, for upcoming games that are more important to UAB's season. But uh, defensively, I, I definitely think they can hang with this uh, Georgia team. Now, whether they can move the ball at all on Georgia, I don't know. But, uh, you know, overall, uh, this one, 24 and a half seems like a lot, a lot of points. I don't even know if we can get 24 or five points in this <laughs> one. Uh, we certainly didn't last week in the uh, Georgia Clemson game. No. So uh, anyway, that over under sits at 45 and a half. Well, um, I'd, I'd be interested mm-hmm. to see if it was just an outlier with, you know, maybe Clemson's defense was that good. Yes. Because uh, Georgia's got a lot of weapons and talent on the offensive side of the ball. They do in recruiting rankings. It never seems to play out of so the field. So we'll see if they can play <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll move on to our another uh, SEC uh, matchup here. Texas A&M and uh, Colorado. Texas A&M had a pretty easy win last week. Uh, Colorado uh, looked all right. Uh, what do you make of uh, this game here, this matchup? Uh, you think Texas A&M goes in there, blows them out. Or do you think Colorado has a little life here and uh, can hang I, with them? I think A&M is going to blow yeah. them out. I think the biggest challenge is maybe – but, I mean, this early in the season, that road trip's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but I just – I think this is another chance for you, uh, A&M to just keep the momentum. Uh, I don't know about 17. That's awfully large, but I think they're a much better team than this. Yeah, that was the only thing. I, I thought 17 was a little bit much um, – you know, especially uh, going into Boulder this early in the season. I, I don't know where their fitness is. I'm sure they will wear down, you know, late in that fourth quarter. So, uh, and they might just pack it in if they get up, you know, pretty big. So I, I, I'm i curious to see how Colorado matches up here mm-hmm. and to see if they can hang with Texas A&M and put themselves into, uh, you know, position in that Pac-12 North, which I think uh, opened up a little bit. So uh, if you aren't Oregon, there are a lot of teams in there who can sort of maybe fight for that uh, second spot. Maybe yeah. if uh, things break right, that first spot there. So uh, it be an interesting game to sort of measure and stick to see where Colorado really sits uh, on the season overall. All right, uh, next up, Buffalo versus Nebraska. 13 and a half points for Nebraska. Uh, I, and I think my first question is, can Nebraska score 13 and a half points I, in that, this game? <laughs> Well, we know what Buffalo is going to do. Yes. They're going to come in, they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run the ball, and then they're going to run the ball some more. And we saw that happen in Nebraska once this year. Uh, Illinois did that against them and dominated them pretty. Well, that's what I was going to say is I think if you gave me Nebraska, Illinois, and Buffalo, I think Buffalo might have the best players of all three teams. So Yeah, Buffalo getting 14 here is huge. Yeah, uh, the only thing that probably is a little, you know, going to Nebraska is a different animal than uh, them coming into Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how Buffalo handles that environment. You know, uh, Nebraska for, you know, as bad a football team it is, it's still a tough place to go to and win road games there. So uh, I'm just curious if Buffalo can even maybe pull this upset off. Because I really do think Buffalo probably has better overall talent mm-hmm. than Nebraska, at least from what I've seen in the past uh, three or four years here. So uh, interesting game here. Yeah. Definitely uh, a really a much bigger spread than I thought. I I definitely thought this was going to be in the uh, eight, nine uh, sort of range when I got it. So uh, 13 
not much respect for Buffalo here. We'll see what they can do uh, yeah. playing uh, sort of a big boy, but uh, interesting overall game. I'm really, really curious about how that one breaks down. And I know you're curious about I'm this one. About this one. Uh, California and TCU, TCU 11 and a half point favorites. Uh, uh, this one should uh, be a definite smash mouth <laughs> game. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of hard hitting here, uh, but uh, overall uh, could be an interesting game. Uh, certainly to see where TCU is uh, to see if they can really beat up on Cal. If they can really, you know, put a beating on Cal, I think we probably move TCU up a couple levels here. Uh, but if this game breaks down to into what a, California Golden Bears game has been for, you know, the Justin Wilcox era and it's tight and it's close and we're, you know, 17-14 going into the last five minutes of the game, you probably drop TCU a, a peg or two lower. But uh, I, I equate this to like the uh, prize fight. you got the young guy who's coming up and he has to beat the salty veteran who's got the elbows and the tricks. And if he can get past him, you probably start to think of him as a title challenger if it's a close, tight-knit fight that the other guy probably deserves a decision, eh, you probably sort of move him down a peg. But it uh, should be an interesting game overall. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I think Cal actually looked pretty solid. You know, they were yeah. great defensively against a really talented Nevada team last week. Uh, TCU, I don't think they really got much of a warm-up against uh, – uh, Duquesne. The Dukes. Don't hate on the Dukes. <laughs> Basketball season is just around the corner. More Dukes betting is coming. <laughs> so uh, I know many of you probably haven't even heard of that college. <laughs> so this is really TCU's first real football game yes, of the season. Is. So I think Cal comes in with a slight advantage of, of having that matchup. They've at least played a, a yeah. team that's on and, the level. And and with, with, with Justin Wilcoxon and the way he plays defense, I just uh, – I think this game could be a lot closer than people think. Uh, now, it being at TCU concerns me a little bit, uh, but uh, I, I give Cal a chance here. Yeah, should be a really interesting game. I'm really interested to see how this uh, goes. Uh, the line opened at nine and a half. It's jumped up to 11. So mm -hmm. uh, people really, really high on TCU here. So uh, should be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, we'll move to the probably uh, uh, the second marquee game of the day, Iowa-Iowa State. Uh, Really sort of an interesting tale here. Iowa looked uh, amazing in their opener. Iowa State uh, struggled to get by Northern Iowa. Now, uh, I think we mentioned it on the recap show that that game is commonly uh, a pain in the butt for whichever team, Iowa or Iowa State, yeah. uh, decides to play Northern Iowa during the opener. But uh, anyway, uh, you probably look at this coming in and you look at that week one, you're going all Iowa. Uh, are you all Iowa in this one? Or are you going Cyclones talent wins out here? I think this is a bit of an overreaction here. I, th I, th I think while Iowa looked good, Iowa State, you know, they got the W. There were some guys that came in in week one. Which and, uh, hasn't always happened in that Yeah. Game, so. and well, you know, uh, there was a big game last year, uh, yes. first game of the season. Louisiana locked, knocked yeah. them off. Uh, but I think this – this Iowa State team has brought back so much talent from last year. I think they're very – I think they're still the team we thought they were at the beginning of the year. They got the W. Um, I think four and a half is a little small. I think they're more talented than Iowa. Yeah. And it being at home, I, I lean Iowa State. 
Yeah, uh, I just, I don't really know. I know this game's going to be close, like it's close every year. Uh, but uh, it's hard to get a read. You know, we've talked about Iowa State. We talked about it in our preview. How they seem to start every season slow. Mm-hmm. And once again, it looks like they continue to do that. Uh, we'll see if that carries over into this game or they might finally start to get it rolling in week two instead of like week four, yeah. uh, which if they want to be a true uh, sort of fringe uh, playoff contender, uh, you know, you as much as it's a difficult game to play an in-state rival like Northern Iowa, I mean, you've got to blow that game out if you're Iowa State. They do not. Iowa, on the other hand, looked, uh, you know, super, super impressive. Now, I think a little bit of that was smoke as mirrors. Indiana just looked atrocious. I, I'm not Two sure. Two big sixes. Yeah, I, I'm not sure who Indiana could have beaten with the way they played yesterday. Yeah. They would have lost to Northern Iowa. So, you know, it, it's really uh, just sort of interesting how this game you know, comes in and how the money is going to be laid uh, overall, you know, the money has now all gone on IO's way, probably based just fully on how one looked in week one and the other looked in week one. Uh, I, I think if this, if Iowa stated one, you know, 20 to seven in the Northern Iowa game, I think that money would be flipped around instead of 65% of it, you know, going on uh, Iowa's way. So uh, really interesting to see how this game plays out mm-hmm. other than I think it probably will be close because I always think it's close. Uh, next up, uh, the Southwest Conference, uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas is playing its old school schedule, yep. I think. Uh, Rice in week Rice one, one yep. <laughs> Texas in week, tr- in week two. Um, I didn't love the way Arkansas looked no. in that Rice game. Uh, they, you know, they ended up uh, pushing the lead, to, you know, pretty big in that second half. Uh, I love the way Texas looked in that game, but uh, Texas going to Arkansas, I do think that's a little bit of a challenge here. So uh, what do you make of this? This one? will be a really tough test for a uh, new coach in Texas and the new quarterback in Texas. So while they look good, I think their defense impressed me more than anything last week. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to need an offensive performance to go in and beat Arkansas. Yeah, definitely so. I I will say I was really impressed with the uh, defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. versus Louisiana Lafayette. They really handled that offensive line really well from Lafayette. It was a really good offensive line. Uh, they managed to stay, you know, uh, mistake-free for the most part on offense. So, you know, those were all good things. Uh, but this is where we see, can Texas be consistent? We've seen it before where they've had good games week yep. one or week two, and then, you know, week three, week four, uh, they're struggling. They're turning the ball over. Their defense is getting up big plays, uh, tough place to play. You know, this is a big rivalry game from back in the day. Arkansas is going to want to win this game, uh, probably even more so than the Rice game last week. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I just don't know quite if Arkansas has the uh, talent uh, to really match up in this game. I, I think Texas has a definite talent advantage here. It's just if they can play consistently yeah. enough to, you know, sort of uh, push this game over the edge. But uh, should be an intriguing one and a fun one to pay attention to. All right, Appalachian State versus Miami of Florida. Uh, I, I think this game has gone the uh, – wrong way as well based on you know uh, we talked about iowa iowa state in week one Mm -hmm. how one team looks and how the other team looks uh abby state looked great in week one miami looked terrible in week one but uh miami played alabama in week one and i thought it was patriots yes uh, (laughs) it might have been but uh you know i don't know how you can judge off that game one uh alabama will make everybody 
essentially everybody look awful every week. Uh, that's a crossover. They are the traveling roadshow of great college football mm -hmm. play. They are going to beat up on everybody. So I sort of wiped that game out. The season starts now. I think Miami might have wanted to win that game, but I don't think they came into the season really thinking that game was going to be a win. Uh, and Appy State, while I like them and I do think they're a good team, and I do think they can, you know, give uh, some uncomfortable times, I think their uh, offense and that quarterback play. Uh, Miami will rush this passer yeah. and be able to, you know, really make him shaky here and uh he won't be able to do the things that alabama would do so i thought nine and a half uh and uh i, I saw it was down to eight uh when i got on that mm -hmm. mgm uh i haven't quite pulled the trigger on it but if that thing gets in the sevens uh i'm pulling the trigger on it because you know overall you go talent for talent depth and uh player wise on the field miami's a much better team than happy state here yeah and I, it's in miami yeah i think this really comes down to like you said protecting the quarterback for app state uh if they can't protect them he's going to get forced into mistakes and that's going to give miami opportunities uh but just talent wide across the board miami's a better team now uh if this were in boone yes i might give app state a shot but yeah. them traveling on to miami uh miami's looking to recover bounce back from that bama game and uh, I, I think they should they should win this. One. Yeah, I, I think if this number was like 12, uh, 13, I probably wouldn't be, yeah. you know, but uh, now that it's under 10 and basically one point over a touchdown right now, I just think the overreaction to week one versus Alabama. I, I want to know what team who was going to play Alabama in week one was not going to get uh, thrashed and look very, very Yeah, bad. this week two is a big overreaction week for a lot of people. So, uh, takes a few weeks to get leveled out and uh people are just they only have one week to go off of so that's yeah. if it's a loss they're they're gonna yes. take a lot from that and especially if it's a bad loss but yeah. uh, i don't consider any loss no matter how bad alabama bad yeah. loss uh, that is a team full of uh pro football players and the players behind them are pro football players so uh just uh, a little bit of an unfair advantage there uh We'll go to week one, looking good, looking bad once again. Uh, mm -hmm. NC State, we talked about it a little earlier with the South Florida matchup, uh, looked awesome. Yeah, uh, Offense uh, flew around, uh, defense even played actual defense. Um, Mississippi State did not look all that great. Needed they barely a, squeaked it out. Needed a couple late, late uh, scores to get by uh, Louisiana Tech. Now Louisiana Tech, solid team, not a great team. Uh, but uh, anyway, what do you make of this matchup? NC State going in. To Mississippi State here. I love NC State here. I'm a big fan of Bailey Zappi. I've been big on North uh, North Carolina State for since our preseason shows. And Mississippi State, I think they're just a little too inconsistent. And I think this NC State defense can force Mississippi State into some turnovers. Uh, this is a great defense that the state has. And as long as they play smart football, they should be able to go ahead and get the win. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I, I, I concern myself a little bit with NC State has struggled uh, going on the road. Uh, and as, you know, sort of as bottom tier as Mississippi State probably will be in the SEC West, uh, it's still a hard place uh, to pick up, travel, and win on the road. So I'm curious to see how NC State deals with that uh, environment on the road and uh, if they can be consistent and uh, put together two really, really uh, solid overall, all, all over, uh, uh, we'll get it out there. Solid overall, both sides of the uh, uh, defense and offense. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, side of the ball uh, play in this one, or 
you know, maybe mistake. Uh, they looked really, really bad for that fourth quarter. Uh, offense started to flow a little bit, so maybe they found a little something. Maybe the offense is a little bit better uh, to start the game than it was uh, in the in the uh, start of uh, the game versus Louisiana Tech. So uh, decent, decent, uh, fun little matchup there to definitely pay attention to and uh, see how that breaks down. And uh, next up, uh, I think this is probably the best uh, sort of small school matchup uh, there is this week. Uh, really uh, entertaining game, uh, Liberty versus, versus Troy. I'm really intrigued by this matchup. Uh, Troy getting four and a half points with Liberty going there. Uh, these are two really good quarterbacks of both. Uh, these schools. So uh, it, it should be an entertaining game. Um, what do you make of this one? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring game. Uh, okay. I think that 61 and a half may be a little low. Uh, we'll see. Um, but it, this could be one of those games where whoever has the ball last. It's the yes. I, I'm really uh, intrigued to see how Liberty goes in there and deals with the environment in Troy, uh, how they do defensively versus I, I think of Solid offense from Troy. I think the both defenses match up about the same. So uh, should be a really, really fun uh, sort of small school matchup and see how these teams uh, play out overall. Next up, uh, Memphis uh, versus Arkansas State. Uh, Butch Jones got off to a pretty good start opening weekend. Um, Memphis was so-so uh, in a 42-17 uh, over Nichols State. It was not a blow blowout, but uh, they got the job done. I wasn't overall impressed with uh, Memphis here. Uh, five and a half on the road. I'm a little shaky about just because I thought Arkansas State looked good. But uh, what do you make of this matchup? Well, this is a this is a matchup that Memphis continually wins year in year out by anywhere from ten to twenty points. Uh, I don't think this year will be any different. They return roughly the same amount of talent from last year, and Butch Jones is still bringing his guys in and. Uh, I, I just I think Memphis overall talent wise is the better team and should be able to take care of business. Yeah, I, I, I just curious, maybe Arkansas State a little better than we thought coming into the uh, mm -hmm. preseason. Uh, so this will be a really good test, especially with Memphis going there. So uh, intriguing matchup, five and a half points for Memphis on the road. Uh, should be a pretty good watch, uh, too, offensively, uh, though Memphis isn't quite as explosive as they have been in the oh, past yeah. offensively, but uh, should be a really good game. Uh, next up, uh, call this the game. I have no idea what to expect out of this uh, I'm, puppy here. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see this one. This is one, yeah. uh, uh, the Missouri Tigers, Kentucky Wildcats. I just, you know, I look, the one play I thought about here was the over 56. The over? Uh, because you know Missouri's going to score points. Yes. And Kentucky's trying to get to, to become that team where they're scoring points again. They're trying to change their identity. Uh, well, if they can play Law Monroe every week, I think yeah. that could occur. <laughs> yeah, they managed to get 45 last week, which is good for them. Uh, but we'll see if they can do that against SEC caliber defense. Uh, yes. Missouri is a, probably a good one to warm up to, with. Mm -hmm. uh, but Missouri is going to move the ball well, and they're going to come in here slinging it. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Missouri didn't play great for Central Michigan, but that's a pretty solid Central Michigan yep. team. I think we both think they'll probably be, you know, contenders into that Mac. Mm -hmm. So I don't take too, too much away from that game, even though it, it was probably a little closer than some people thought. I don't think we thought it was going to be a blow blow out. No. Uh, you know, uh, Missouri got the job done at home. Kentucky played La Monroe, a really, really bad team. Uh, blew them out, did what they were supposed to. Probably scored a couple more points than we thought they would. Uh, so I'm just really intrigued to see uh, if this Kentucky offense 
actually can uh, physically throw the ball and run, you know, a real sort of offensive mm -hmm. scheme. Or once they play competition that's more along their uh, standing, they go back and revert back into their running style of play uh, to see what uh, Missouri's defense and offense can do. Can Missouri's offense, you know, uh, puncture a really good defense in Kentucky? Uh, can their defense uh, stop anybody with a pulse? Uh, you know, they did struggle a little bit stopping Central Michigan, but uh, we mentioned Central Michigan. Pretty good offense. Yep. So, you know, interesting game. I, I just, uh, I didn't know what to do with it spread wise at all. So uh, I, I didn't, I just couldn't uh, wrap my head around uh, whether I really like Kentucky as a five point favorite at home, or I, I just, I, I don't think I trusted Missouri uh, to really cover anything. I, I could see Missouri either winning by uh, 14 or losing by 30. So uh, that's never a great place to be in. Um, Speaking of games that have lost its luster, uh, sadly, uh, I think this one was, uh, everybody was hyped in prime time, ABC, 8 p.m. We're gonna get the big matchup and then uh, Washington dropped the dud to Montana. Uh, sadly, <laughs> sadly, they can't move it off prime time, but. Uh, you had Washington on the over win total, didn't you? Yeah. You were big on Washington. I don't know if I had him on the over win total, I think. Oh, no, I did, because it was eight and a half, I believe. So we can still get there. Uh, um, I wasn't expecting the Montana, Montana loss. Um, I thought the offense, while I knew it would be poor, uh, would not be so poor that they could manage uh, 14 points <laughs> versus uh, Montana team. But uh, I did think Washington defense played really well in that game. And that's, I think, where this matchup sort of is intriguing. Uh, I do think Washington defense really really good mm -hmm. michigan's offense uh they found their quarterback in their big win last week i think we'll see if they actually yeah. found their quarterback this week i just worry if uh washington can score any points uh you know going on the road in michigan here what do you think about this one yeah i think this is another case of a team looking ahead uh past their week one matchup i think they thought they could just show up uh without a game plan do vanilla offense and take care of montana move on to michigan uh, and that wasn't the case. Uh, they need to show up every week. And so uh, I don't I don't want to give that, you know, too big of a reaction and just go heavily on Michigan here. Uh, that was my initial instinct. But I just look at the talent. This Washington team is talented and they can play really good defense. And Michigan struggles against teams that can play defense. Yeah. Especially I, this hard. I don't team, so. totally trust that they found their quarterback just because somebody got carved up Western Michigan. I think we'll find out once the mat games start. Uh, lots of teams will carve up Western Michigan. Yeah. So uh, not all that impressive. If you carve, if they carve up Washington, then I'll be a little more impressed. Maybe Michigan could go to the mat. <laughs> well, I don't know Western if they can game. handle Toledo in that. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Uh, I, this game did lose a little bit of its fun. Yeah. Uh, I do like getting a touchdown here. But uh, yeah, I, I think the uh, plus seven, pretty intriguing here. So well. Uh, should still be an interesting game to I see think it's how, gonna be an ugly game. how it plays out. Well, I don't think Washington plays anything but ugly games anymore. So uh, Chris Peterson is gone and uh, Miles Gaskin is uh, toting carries for uh, Miami. And I don't know where Jake Browning is. Uh, I do know Jacob Beeson sadly will might be uh, taking snaps for the Colts. So uh, I apologize for their fans. Uh, that one might be a rough watch, but uh, this one might be a rough watch as well. Uh, but uh, I don't I, recommend this one. I do recommend watching this one. I'm not staying up till one in the morning. You are staying up 
the iPad is coming in and we are watching this showdown here. Uh, Vanderbilt versus Colorado State. Uh, speaking of bad starts to the season, uh, Colorado State was uh, massacred by South Dakota State. Now, very good team, South Dakota State. Uh, definitely probably actually better than both Vanderbilt and clearly better than Colorado State. Uh, but uh, Vinny won up them and uh, didn't get murdered, but uh, was not really in the game versus East Tennessee, who we mentioned uh, has not even had a football program all that long. So yeah. uh, what do you make of this matchup, Vandy traveling to Colorado State? I, I honestly don't know. Um, I think seven's a lot. That was my only take. Uh, how can a team who just lost by 20 points to a subdivision yeah. team at home, mind you, <laughs> be a seven-point favorite uh, in the exact same place? I mean, they both lost. Uh, yeah, Vanderbilt's loss was probably a little uglier, uh, but – Still, I don't. I don't think you make Colorado State a seven-point favorite no. because of that. Uh, this is really more of a pick'em, in my opinion. So I, I would take the points every time. Yeah, uh, I, I. This is not going to be pretty, but I, I was just intrigued. Uh, really, two really bad teams, and someone's going to have a really, really bad start to the season, and uh, might uh, pack it in uh, pretty early in week two here if back-to-back uh, -back losses occur for one of these teams here. They're uh, going to be both looking for forward to basketball. <laughs> well, uh, well, Vanderbilt might. I don't know if CSU <laughs> will or not. Uh, next up, uh, San Diego State goes to Arizona. This one I was a little intrigued by just because Arizona is favored in this game. I did not think they looked great in the BYU game. They could not score points. Uh, San Diego State uh, took care of business uh, pretty easy versus New Mexico State. Uh, is Arizona that much more talented than uh, San Diego State here? Or is the did I miss something and Tucson became a, a palace of torture to go to all of a sudden? I, I, I don't think so. And I was actually surprised when you told me this line was two points in favor of San Diego State. Uh, I don't understand how a team that won coming into a team that lost, that nobody was really big on to begin the season at all anyway, is a two-point favorite. So. Uh, especially a team where I think we both respect the defense. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's a legit defense who can match up with pretty much anyway, and, certainly with the talent of Arizona. So uh, yeah. I, I just didn't quite totally understand this line, um, you know, quite so much. I. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm missing the, uh, you know, Tucson Palace down in Arizona, all of a sudden becoming a huge home field advantage. Uh, if they can put 10,000 people in the stands, I'd be more amazed than <laughs> if this uh, actually turns into anything. But uh, I, I'm just curious to see how this game unfolds now because yeah. uh, I disagree with the odds makers on this one a little bit. All right. Uh, we're going to the Holy War here. I don't know if we're allowed to call it that anymore. But uh, anyway, uh, Utah BYU. This is always not the most entertaining game to watch, uh, eye wise, but it's always a fun one to watch. Yeah. It's always close. It's always, you know, a little chippy or a lot chippy uh, for that matter. But uh, Utah goes in there as seven point favorites. Um, what do you make of this one? That's a big spread um, to go into a game where I, I don't think the margin of victory has been, you know, more than a three point margin of victory on either side of things. This is a game where I'm just going to watch and learn about each one of these yeah. teams. I'm staying away from it. I have no read on what's going to happen. Utah could come in and win it big. They could come in and not even show up. Yeah. Uh, there's really no telling. And I just really want to see the true identity of both of these teams. And I think the competition will bring it out in this game, but it's just 
too early in the year, not enough knowns about these teams for me to make a play on this. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't gauge enough off BYU's uh, win versus Arizona. They didn't look great, uh, but you know they were basically in control the whole game. So what do you make of that? They, you know, didn't really put a ton on the offense, but they're breaking in a lot of new players on offense, so they might not want to push it. The only way basically they can lose that game is if they gave Arizona turnovers. So you know they you know, channeled it back a little bit there. Uh, BYU's defense looked good. We know Utah's defense mm -hmm. is going to be good. So uh, just a big line, uh, and yeah. I'm not touching Utah, uh, seven-point yeah. favorites. Coming into this year, I was a big fan of Utah, uh, but really didn't know a whole lot about BYU, and just seven yeah. points is way too much. We'll know to more after this one, yeah. uh, for sure. And uh, lastly, uh, touch on Stanford-USC. USC looked pretty solid opening weekend. Uh, Stanford looked uh, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, I, I do think this line's a little bloated just based off uh, how each team looked. Uh, you know, Stanford back in the comfort zone playing in the Pac-12 here. Um, you know, I don't think they'll fear going to USC, mm -hmm. but uh, USC's talent might just be too much here, even with a 17-point spread. What do you make of this one? Well, I heard an interesting stat today. Uh, let me see if I can uh, say it correctly. Uh, last, I guess in the last 10 years, well, not that long, maybe it was just the last couple of years. Anyway, Something like along the stats of a team that lost opening conference game that went on the road in their next conference game won against the spread 70% of the time. Well, I think that means. Uh... <laughs> so Stanford's going on the road after losing the opening conference game to USC. Maybe Stanford plus 17 is the play here. Yeah, maybe so. Well, if you have that in your picks. And speaking of picks, I think it's time to get to our picks. So uh, I got 17 picks for us today. Big slate. Yeah, uh, I'm, got... I'm going all over the board today. Yeah, I started really slow on these picks, and then just one by one they kept falling in my lap like, oh, I got to take that. So I've got 14 this week, so with a lot of action. A whole lot of action. It's only Thursday by Saturday on Winning Daily, which you can watch if you – uh, like and subscribe to us. It'll pop right up there. You can watch it. I might have even more than 17 picks. Might have some less too. <laughs> you never know how the spreads will flow. But yep. uh, anyway, uh, I guess I'll kick things off and I'll go to that Tennessee Pittsburgh game yep. and I'm going under the 56 That's and a half player. here. I just, uh, one, I don't think Tennessee can get anywhere near, uh, you know, about 20 points, which is probably what they need to uh, hit this over. And uh, I don't think Pittsburgh's offense is quite good enough to get anywhere around that. I, I just think this will be, a, you know, a really low scoring game played into the high teens, maybe into the 20s if, uh, you know, both quarterbacks uh, make a lot of mistakes and give bad field position. But 56 and a half seems like a lot, a lot of points for yeah. uh, teams with a whole lot of It's still a lot of trust in Josh Heupel's yes. offense there. So. Uh, I think it's a lot of trust in Joe Milton's arm, which I don't think any of us uh, walked away with uh, totally flattered. Maybe so. they were disguising it. <laughs> disguising it. Uh, they aren't good <laughs> enough to be disguising things. So uh, Tennessee versus Pittsburgh under 56 and a half is my first pick of the day. What do you got up for us? Uh, we're going to go to my favorite team for my first pick. Mm -hmm. uh, one I'm going to be betting on a lot this year, I think, if, as long as they keep playing this way. Well, if they keep winning 45 nothing, I think the spread's going to jump up a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm taking NC State minus three at Mississippi State. Now, I got this at minus three. I think it's at minus one now. Uh, so money's coming in on Mississippi State, but I think NC State's the better team here. Uh, they're going to force Mississippi State into some mistakes, and they're going to take the win. 
All right. Riding the wolf pack guy. He's becoming a wolf pack kind of guy. Uh, we might see him in the red and black. Yeah, maybe. Too long. Uh, if, if they make me money. <laughs> if they make you money. Uh, we'll see this week. <laughs> we might hate the wolf pack guy in another week. Uh, anyway, uh, next up for me, staying in the SEC. And uh, I'm riding that South Carolina minus two uh, versus East Carolina. I think the South Carolina team might be a little bit better than we thought. Uh, I, I didn't love what I see, saw from East Carolina. So uh, we'll see if South Carolina can put two games in a row here and uh, play well. Uh, really low spread. So mm -hmm. I really, really like that. So South Carolina minus two for me. My second pick of the day. Okay, we're going to go back to one we talked mm -hmm. about at the beginning of the show. I've taken Virginia minus 10 at mm -hmm. uh, uh, versus Illinois. They're at home. I like Brennan Armstrong. I think this offense is going to click really well against Illinois, and they're going to bury this team. Yeah, I like that pick. Good pick. I, I think the chance for a blowout on uh, Virginia's mm -hmm. side is pretty, pretty high there. Uh, so that team, pretty, pretty good. All right, uh, next up, Northern Illinois. I'm riding the Huskies. I think they are a great team. No, I don't think they're a great team, but uh, I was highly disturbed by the way Wyoming's offense uh, looked uh, last week in their game. Uh, and going to Northern Illinois, minus seven, I, I don't know if Wyoming is uh, capable of winning games by that many points. Well, since we're there, I'm going to go ahead and drop that. I've got Wyoming. Oh, minus six and a half. We're in a battle this week. At, uh, money at is Northern on Illinois. So. One of us is going to be happy. One of us is going to be sad. Uh, I'm taking the week one overreaction. You're taking a week one underreaction here. Wyoming's <laughs> the better team you, by uh, far. I think Wyoming's defense is a better team. I don't know about the offensive side of things. I, I think uh, they might uh, let you walk on there and uh, <laughs> run a router to a receiver. <laughs> they might already be doing that, which uh, possibly is the issue for them uh but uh yeah i have northern illinois plus seven you have wyoming minus the seven then uh we'll probably end up with a push and both i managed to get six and a half uh, you missed so. so no push for us i was gonna say we're gonna get the push and both be unhappy <laughs> all right uh since you did that pick uh -huh. i'm going next up I'm going to ride Virginia Tech 20 and a half versus uh, MTSU. MTSU always struggles in these games when they have to step up. Uh, I like the way uh, Virginia Tech defense looked in that North Carolina game. Uh, I think their offense gets a little bit rolling here, and I, I just don't trust MTSU to yeah. be able to hang here. So, uh, yeah, it's a real big spread, but uh, I think Virginia, win, Virginia Tech wins this one pretty easy. So yeah, I'm Virginia Tech really impressed last yeah. week. So. so Virginia Tech minus 20 and a half. I think that's my only, like, real big uh, – favorite uh, I took this week when there are a lot of games with a lot of uh, large, large spreads in here. Uh, cupcake week, I think it is in week two here. So what do you got next? So week? next up, I, I another one of my favorite bets this week. Uh, I know you're not too big on it, but I really like Western Kentucky plus seven oh my. At, at Army. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really big. You're at, really digging the red teams this year. No, I'm, I'm digging these overreactions. Uh, Army is not that great. I think they played a, a Georgia State team that was not as good as we thought they were. They had half their team out for COVID. And I think Western Kentucky has a much better offense than Georgia State. Uh, they're going to sling the ball over. They're really going to test this Army defense. And I'm just a big fan of Western all right so the, so, the hilltopper wolf pack lover over here i may have some parlays with the money line on that oh, getting some value there too so uh really want uh 
Western Kentucky gets that win, I'm going to have a really good day. Yeah, I think you are. So we'll see how Western But I'm taking plus seven on, on our, uh, our pick show here. <laughs> no, no, you have the money line. <laughs> Your record is dependent on the money line on that one. Plus seven on the Western Kentucky. Dynamite David, big on the NC State, big on the Western Kentucky yeah. to start the year. All right, uh, I, I mentioned the Toledo-Notre Dame game. I'm taking Toledo plus a 10 in the first half of the game. That's I think, solid. I think Toledo can hang with them at least for the half, probably start to wear down in the second half. Uh, I, I didn't love that 17 because I thought maybe a couple late touchdowns might uh, push mm -hmm. that over, uh, especially if Toledo sort of just packs it in there in the fourth quarter once the game gets out of hand. But I think they can keep this close for a half. So uh, getting 10 points I think is pretty good value there, especially if Notre Dame starts slow because they've had a short yeah. week so uh toledo plus 10 in the first half for me i'm gonna go to another seven point dog i'm taking washington going in the big house i think they can hang uh, i think they're gonna slow this game down their defense keeps them within a touchdown well we have an agreement this time because yep. i also have washington plus seven versus michigan i don't trust michigan's offense here so I, i'm gonna ride the ride this washington defense i think this game will be close i don't know if washington can win it i, I took a little bit of glance at the money line uh i just don't know if i trust washington's offense enough uh, to really win this but i, I think this will be a you know, uh, three to six point game here yep. so uh i like the value there as well with washington plus seven so what do you got next for us next up i've got rutgers minus two going into Syracuse uh I, I just think their offense is going to be too much for Syracuse to handle they're going to go in and win yeah uh, I don't have one on that one nope. yet but uh I might be laying low pay attention Saturday Syracuse might uh squeeze their way in there big Dino fan, <laughs> big Dino fan but I'm a, I'm a Shiano I don't yeah. know if I'm a fan I just he, he can win football games I, I don't think anybody's a Shiano fan <laughs> I don't think you can be a Shiano fan but uh he does win football games and is the only person who ever has managed to win football games at Rutgers so uh anyway uh my next up I think you're going to be big on this one as well. I have Air Force minus the seven yep. versus Navy. I, I talked to you a little bit about it uh, earlier in the day, and I was like, I think this game is always close. I, I've looked the last couple of years. Uh, Air Force has uh, beaten them up pretty good the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'd say about this, uh, they have struggled a little bit going to Annapolis, uh, but a lot of those games have been played at noon. This one's being played at 3.30. So I don't think that time differential will be quite as much of a factor. And uh, the, the game last year played in Air Force was 48 to like seven. Uh, so I, I just think Air Force is the better team here. So I did end up seeing value in that uh, seven point spread there, especially with a game at 3.30. So we don't get the, you know, weird, you know, new time Air Force Academy or not. It, it still yeah. messes with your body uh, if you're going from western side to the eastern side and playing you know a new game out there so uh really like that air force minus seven yeah i've got this as well i got a little earlier than you because i've got air force minus five and a half oh that's a nice uh so uh but air force i think is the best military academy this year yes. in football and and navy is quite possibly the, uh, worst. the worst uh so i i like air force to go in and take care of business yeah i i think uh that will happen uh the only worry would be the uh they struggle a little bit going to annapolis but navy's had good teams you know yeah it's only been this is a very bad yeah, navy team. it's only been the last two years where they've really fallen off so uh air force minus seven uh for both of us uh you gave yours i'm going for the next one yeah and i'm gonna do a twofer on this one okay. you're gonna like this one umass 
plus 37 and a half. Despite person. all the advice <laughs> you've given me against taking UMass and big lines. UMass plus 37 and a half versus Boston College and the under 58 here. So uh, I, I think UMass offense is a little perky. That quarterback, not too bad. Um, You're not listening to your own advice. No, I'm listening to my advice. Uh, this UMass team is frisky. Frisky, I tell you. I believe they might have covered this line. What was it, 54-14? No, they didn't cover the line. But it was close. Uh, so uh, I, I, Boston College did put a lot of points last week. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit of a regression here. I think uh, UMass will slow this game down a little bit. I think it'll hit that under number. I, I think we're looking more in the, uh, you know, 40-14 type of thing. So I, I think this number is a little high. So we're going to ride uh, UMass plus the 37 and a half and the under 58. Uh, two for in that game. I'll be tuned in, baby. UMass BC. Nothing like a Northeastern battle to kick things off on college football uh, Saturday. What do you got for us? Uh, this one, the spread was just too big for me to pass up. I'm taking Oregon plus 14 and a half oh. at Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, I just think Oregon is a good enough team to stay within the two touchdowns. Uh, pretty solid defensively. Uh, we'll see if Thibodeau gets to play or not, but uh, I just – I really like this Oregon team. Yeah, I, I didn't quite pull the trigger. I was going to wait and see. I was sort of hoping that line would jump up a little bit. Maybe I could get it more 15-16 by uh, game time as uh, more and more money rolled in on Ohio State because I think uh, as it gets later and then probably as Thibodeau gets ruled out, uh, money will start uh, heading into that one. So I was going to – I haven't officially gone after that one yet, but if that thing climbs up more in the uh, 16 range, I, I might be uh, jumping on that uh, Oregon side of things. All right, uh, next up for me, uh, I really like this line. This is one of my favorite ones of the week. Uh, Georgia Southern uh, was getting seven and a half uh, versus FAU. Uh, I really, really like this one. So uh, I'm going Georgia Southern to play FAU here and uh, I, I just think Georgia Southern is a better team here. Uh, also, uh, there's a nice little money line on that one as well. So uh, okay. Georgia Southern plus seven and a half versus FAU here. I, I think that value really, really is good. Uh, I, I don't think FAU is a really, really good team this year. So uh, plus 230 was a money line. Uh, I might sprinkle a little on that, but that seven and a half just seemed like too much for me. So uh, Georgia Southern plus seven and a half. All right, next up. I got San Diego State at Arizona. We talked about how we were surprised by that line. Uh, I like getting to at Arizona, for sure. Yes. I have not put that one on my list yet. I was going to wait and see how the line moved. I was – I'm a little just curious about it because I, I, I just – I don't know why it Does is – Does somebody know something? Yes. That's what I – I just want to see where the money is going and uh, why it is what it is. Uh, but uh, Saturday, once again, uh, tune in. That one probably will make the list. I, I'm just waiting and seeing why that's climbing or uh, doing what it's doing and why everybody all of a sudden loves Arizona. I don't know if Nick Foles has returned, um, but, uh, and uh, by the way, he wasn't even that good there. So uh, I think I still would take San Diego State. Uh, so anyway, uh, just waiting and seeing on that mm -hmm. one, but uh, that one might be in the uh, list later on, but uh, 
I got Buffalo plus 14 versus Nebraska here. Yep. I just think that uh, spreads too big. Uh, I don't know if I take it, but that money line sits at four to one. Uh, that's intriguing because I do think Buffalo might have the better talent here. So uh, Buffalo plus 14 uh, money line, nice little four to one. Uh, so I really like that value there, but I do like that spread a whole lot. Yeah. I've also got Buffalo plus 14. Uh, and I think I have that money line in another uh replay yes. parlay but uh yeah i like buffalo plus 14 so that's another one of my picks as well yeah all right uh i think we'll probably do battle in this next one i have iowa plus four and a half versus iowa state here um, overreaction it, it's really not uh for any purposes other than i think this is going to be a three-point game and the line is four and a half so uh i just think the values for the team that's getting plus uh i i think iowa state might uh pull this one out but uh i think the line's too high this should probably be hovering around two points and uh just see who wins it so i'm going to take iowa plus the four and a half i'm taking iowa state minus four and a half we're battling again yep couple battles this week that should be fun uh we can't push on this one either so uh, so one of us will be unhappy. Yep. One of us will be happy. Uh, so I got Iowa plus a four and a half. You have Iowa minus a four and a half. Uh, next up for me, we're going back to the Southwest Conference here. Rice plus seven and a half versus Houston. Uh, this is possibly a spike bet. Uh, we are down on Houston now. <laughs> I am now very upset with Houston. <laughs> so I don't know if this is a great bet. Uh, I don't think Houston's very good. They went scoreless in that second half. Uh, I'm not sure how good Texas Tech is. Maybe Texas Tech is much better than I thought, um, but uh, I'm really down on Houston here. I, I was a little bit impressed with Rice. I thought they were a little smoky yeah, in Arkansas. Arkansas. And uh, I, I'm I'm almost in the feeling that this Houston team's just going to pack it in and Holgerson's going to be out of here. Uh, I looked at the money line a little bit here too, plus 260. That might... Uh, work their way in there but uh rice plus seven and a half is my next one on this sheet so uh what do you got next Next week? up i got cal going into tcu oh my plus 11 and a half i just think that spreads a little too big for their defense and uh they're gonna hang with tcu yeah i don't have that one i'm i'm a i'm a watcher on that one i'm no, a watcher you're on you're that. just no i'm a watcher that might get some in-game action if it uh, starts off like zero zero for the first uh, two quarters set uh then i can grab like tcu even money by the second half but uh yeah i'm a no-go on that one my next one we talked about a little bit uh troy plus four and a half versus liberty i also got the uh under 61 and a half so another combo package on that one uh troy plus four and a half liberty under 61 and a half I just think this game's going to be interesting. I think mm -hmm. Troy might be a little bit better than uh, what people think. I think Liberty might be a little worse than people think. They have that really good quarterback who's theoretically a NFL draft prospect. We'll see if that, but I don't think they have the depth that they had the uh, last couple of years. And I think Troy might be a little bit of the better team. Yep. And uh, I think this might go under just because I, if, if I think Troy's going to do it, they're going to do it by grinding this game away. It's not going to be a shootout. So if they're getting in a shootout, uh, Liberty's going to win this game and uh, the the under will hit. So I got a combo package, Troy plus four and a half, under 61 and a half uh, for that game. What do you got next? I got an underplay on this next one. I'm taking the Purdue at UConn mm. under 58 and a half. Uh, Purdue may score 50 no points here. No love for here. UConn? No love for UConn at all. The, they're the coachless uh, – dwindling soon to be no non-existent program that is UConn. Uh, they may score a touchdown. 
Purdue's going to dominate this game, but I don't think uh, they score enough to cover and get over that 58 and a half. So I'm taking the under there. Yeah, uh, I'm going for an under as well. And uh, once again, I don't quite understand why this team keeps getting high 50 unders, but uh, New Mexico versus New Mexico State. Uh, the number sits at 56. Um, New Mexico cannot score points. No. I'm not sure they're scoring points once again this week. Uh, and so I don't know if New Mexico is capable of scoring in the 40s, high, high 40s, which is what they will have to do to uh, get to this number at 56. So uh, I'm just going to re- keep writing this New Mexico State team's unders until they adjust and we start getting some in the 40s here. But as long as they're in the uh, 55 and above category, yep. I'm taking under on New Mexico State's because uh, they aren't scoring points. So uh, under 56 for me in New Mexico, New Mexico State. All right, we're on to my last pick. Oh, my. I got uh, one, two, three more to go. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and get my last one. You can rapid fire your mm. last three. So I, I'm taking Memphis minus five oh, and a two half. two more because I already gave you the Washington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going Memphis minus five and a half at Arkansas State. I just think they're the more talented team. Uh, and they're going to go in and win pretty big, I think. Yeah. I got two left. One is Florida International minus one and a half versus Texas State. I know you were a little happy with this Texas State team, uh, yeah. but uh, I think this Florida International team's pretty good. Uh, I-, I think Butch Davis hasn't played good football. I think Texas State will struggle going there. Uh, funny enough, they've never played each other. Uh, I looked that up today, so uh, first time matchup, but I think Florida International is a little undervalued right now, so I'm going to write Florida International minus the one and a half at home versus Texas State today, and uh, then I'm going to take the under in the North Carolina versus Georgia State. I like that one. Under 66. Uh, I don't know what game they were watching last week, but uh, North Carolina Carolina has zero skill position players out there, even as bad as Georgia State is. Georgia State, I don't think, is scoring points. So uh, North Carolina is going to have to be in the high 50s there. I'm not sure North Carolina is capable of hitting the high 50s from the skill position people I saw there. Uh, so under 66, I thought, was way, way uh, yeah. too high. They have not adjusted to North Carolina yet. Uh, maybe by midseason they find some skill position guys. But right now, uh, from what I saw, they couldn't do anything. And I, I don't think either of us think that Virginia Tech defense uh, all of a sudden became a world beater overnight. Yeah. Uh, they were getting shredded routinely last year. And uh, it's a lot of the same people. So uh, North Carolina, Georgia State under 66 uh, for me there. All right. I think that wraps up our picks. A lot of picks. And week two, be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our content. Don't miss winning daily. We got our NFL show coming up tomorrow. We'll have all our picks for the NFL as well. Winning daily will be back with all your live action, all your picks, and all sorts of action this week. U.S. Open closing down. That'll be a fun one to get into. And all the college football and NFL you can handle. Maybe get into some prop bets as we get into things on winning daily like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the action that's our show and we're out green light network presents football time